Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back for another installment of our NBL Focus show. Now, it's going to be the, the last one for about a week or so, with the league set to set to have a week off as the Boomers are set to face Kazakhstan uh, next Saturday. So therefore, this will be our last episode for another fortnight. So certainly looking forward to getting through all the news for this one, having a bit of a break, and then coming back refreshed and recharged. So... A lot to get through today. Before we get into the show, though, guys, a big shout-out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover. Both those networks doing tremendous things for us, not only here in Australia, but also abroad in the US and Canada. So certainly appreciate everything that they're continuing to do for us. As well, be sure to check out our NBA Focus show. The other – the other it was the other day, wasn't it? It's the other day, Rowan myself – uh, we kind of we fired up the old trade machine, so there was a lot of exciting points to come out of that in regards to trades centered around Miles Turner, the Lakers, um, the Nets. A lot of exciting news to come out of that one, so be sure to check it out if you haven't already, as well as staying up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, to get all your, all your basketball news, whether it's the NBA, the NBL, we are sure to keep you hooked up with everything and anything, so tune into those ones, guys. Let's get into things today. I'm going to quickly rip through some talking points from over the over the course of the last week. Then going to give five headline takeaways from the last week of action. So uh, I'll get into that one momentarily. But first, a couple of talking points here. I'll start with the news that last season's MVP from the Sydney Kings, Jalen Adams, and his Serbian club, Red Star, have parted ways. Now, in my head, when I saw this news, and uh, like a, a lot of... A lot of people out there, they were kind of questioning, could this uh, could this open a, the door for a return to the NBL? He has since come out and said that since Ian Clark, Jarrell Martin aren't there, um, it doesn't look likely as if he'll return, but the Kings are certainly his home. Now, last season averaged 20 points, five rebounds, six assists for the champs there. Would certainly be a massive, massive pickup if any of these teams could, you know, maybe get in his ear and, uh, and offer him another contract. Um, time will tell where he ends up, but certainly, I, I tell you what, I think all 10 teams would absolutely be clamouring for his services. He was must-watch TV um, and have no doubt that he's got big things to come in his career still. So hopefully we see him once again in the league. Uh, the Bullets have released import wing Devondrick Walker. Now, he only played five games, averaging nine points, two rebounds, an assist a half on 17 minutes a game. Um, this will mean that Luul Ding will now be elevated from his developmental contract into a full-time rostered member. Um, but it was a bit of a disappointing stint for Devondrick there and certainly kind of coincided with the slow start that the Bullets had to, to kick off the season. They've since in the last week or so started to find a little bit of momentum. The wheels are turning um, in a positive direction and hopefully now a little more of a settled roster. Devondrick out of the squad now. Um, they can continue to make their way up the standings because thus far they've certainly, well, they've well and truly not been at the expectations many people such as myself and pundits alike out there had for them. So uh, hopefully good things to come for them. Now, speaking of big news, the breaking news to come out today, just a couple of hours prior to me recording this episode, the Adelaide 36ers and star import Craig Randall II have officially parted ways. Now, reports are coming out that this was the back of, came off the back of chemistry issues between him and uh, head coach there, CJ Bruton, 
as well as with his playing teammates. Now, he, I tell you what, he has been a must-watch this season, averaging 23-3 and there on 40% from behind the arc. Um, I tell you what, Antonius Cleveland, Robert Franks, uh, Mitchie McCarron, all those blokes, all the all the big names in the team still remaining, are going to have to pick up a lot of slack there because what he was doing for this team, when he was on, he was, without a doubt, he, he looked like the MVP of the league. Um, just so happens he couldn't keep the chemistry at a healthy level, so therefore they have parted ways. Um, but again, just, uh, just off that news that the Bullets parting with De- Devondrick Walker there, could they have been a name looking for another import maybe? Who knows? Um, but certainly, again, a lot of teams out there would be certainly clamouring for his services. And, you know, he, he certainly, the way he was playing, especially in that tour of the US there against the Suns and OKC, he looked like a ready-made NBA player. So certainly don't be surprised. This won't be the last you hear of Craig Randall II, uh, but it will be the last time you hear him in association with the Adelaide 36ers. Speaking of big-name players, the Sydney Kings, the reigning champs, will be without finals MVP Xavier Cooks for two to four weeks after suffering an ankle injury in their top-of-the-table clash versus the Breakers the other day. I'll touch on that a little bit more shortly. Uh, but this team, they've started like a house on fire. And I think even you know, even though he's been superb so far, um, it's a shame we won't get to see him suit up for the Boomers there. But it's not... Given the week off, it's not the worst stretch to uh, to miss a couple of couple of weeks here. So certainly hope that he can get the injury set in a timely manner and return to the court because he has been balling so far. Um, it'll just have to mean that Walton Junior, um, you know, Timmy Saws there, all these other blokes will have to step up in his his uh, absence there. But with what they've shown so far, I have no doubts in my mind that this train will just continue to roll, continue to clock up wins, continue to to really exercise their kind of will over the competition because they have been phenomenal so far. Guys, that recaps all the news from the last week or so of NBO action. Let's move ahead to my five headline takeaways. Daily dribble. Very good. So, as I said, there's been a couple of big heavy-hitting games this week. So what I thought I'd do, I'd just pose a couple of kind of, I guess you could call them like news article-worthy headlines um, associated with these games. So, um, guys, let me know. Did I get the uh, heading right? Should they be in the in the local paper? Um, or did I, I miss the mark completely with these ones? So, the first heading I've got there was Derby Delight for United. Now, after what was an extremely slow start for Melbourne United, they have now got themselves back to 500, sitting at 5-5 five and five there. Um, got that fifth win the other day in a huge, huge win, 110-85. to 85 versus the Phoenix in the 27th showdown. Real seesawing affair, and to be honest, it looked like it could go either way. Um, United put the foot down in the third, mainly off the back of Chris Goulding there, who dropped 30 points, two rebounds, four assists, and went seven of 12 from three. And to be honest, that's that's the Chris Goulding we know and love. Um, Again, once he catches fire, he is one of the most elite marksmen within the league. Um, And just every now and again, he's just got to remind everyone. He kind of... I guess with some of these other imports, Rathan Mays bowling out, um, Rajon Tucker, he's kind of almost slipped down the uh, the charts a little bit for United there. But uh, games like this show what an absolute phenomenal talent he is. So fantastic to see that. Complimenting him, though, he had five players with 12 points or more. The team as a whole went 14 of 31 from three versus the Phoenix, which, which went four of 18. 
Um, that was mainly the big separating point between the two teams there. The Phoenix, they got 24 points there from Mitchie McCarron. Um, oh, no, not from uh, Mitchie McCarron. Sorry, Mitchie Craig. I had Mitchie McCarron on the brain there talking about Craig Randall. Mitch Craig had 24 points. Alan Williams had 30 points and 14 rebounds. Wasn't enough, though. They were undermanned without Zoe Chi, without Kyle Adnam, Ryan Brockoff. They just looked a little bit thin. Um, and outside of Williams and Craig just didn't have the answers there. But I tell you what, as I said, Derby Delight for United, they are starting to find a bit of momentum as well. And to be honest, it feels like that's what the league's going to be this year, almost a league of runs. You know, any given team could kind of lose three in a row, but then bounce back with a three, four, five game win streak. And and that's what United have done. So I certainly, even despite their slow start, I wouldn't be sleeping on them. I think they're uh, just finding their form. As I said, integrating a lot of new pieces this year. Feels like that uh, they're starting to click now. So certainly beware of what they can achieve. My second heading there is down but not out. Now, the Perth Wildcats have been absolutely blasted in the media over the course of the last couple of weeks. And that was only, only increased tenfold, to be fair, once they lost to the Jack Jumpers last Thursday night. 85 to 77, but it's uh, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. They started the week really poorly, but they ended with a 94 to 89 win over the Adelaide 36ers. Um, again, a team, they've got a lot of talent, but they just haven't been able to find that consistency as of yet. Brady Manikin, that one was huge with 25 points. Corey Webster chipped in with 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. Um, again, similar to the last game, really was a dogfight there. Um, but the fact that they were able to knock down threes this time around, a, a kind of a point of their game that's eluded them thus far this season, um, it, it won them the game. It certainly won them the game. They, I've, they've been such a dominant force over the over the course of the last decade or two. They certainly don't look like that team again this season. But to be fair, if you've got Bryce Cotton, you've got a punter's chance, I think. And I would... If I was the rest of the competition similar to Melbourne, I would sleep on them at your own risk. Um, they've still got plenty of bite left, and I think on any given night, they're going to be a tough out. Perth RAC Arena there it doesn't quite feel like the fortress it once was there with the Red Army. But I tell you what, it, it's not a place you'd still want to be going. Um, and to be fair, I think if you know, if Cotton fires, all he needs is a Manic, a Webster, a Travers, um, you know, a Tayshawn Thomas there one or two of them to go off to support him. And the, and they're going to be in every game. And I think that's the thing that's been lacking so far. They just haven't had enough people to go with Cotton. Uh, but hopefully this is the catalyst for especially Manic there, kind of finding his feet a little more and getting a bit of consistency into his game. The third headline there for myself is when you reach rock bottom, the only way is up. Now, this is a quote that I, I live by. You know, you're having a bad day. The only way is up. Uh, for the Hawks, I certainly hope that the only way is up. Illawarra currently sit in absolute disarray, sitting 10th on the standings, 1-8 and eight on the season so far, with a point differ differential of 0 0.86. Um, and to be fair, it already feels like their season is effectively over. Now, they went down the other day, 80-96 to 96 versus the Adelaide 36ers. Peyton Silva had a double-double with 11 points, 10 assists. And to be fair, has looked pretty lively since joining the squad a couple of weeks ago, yet it's not translating to wins. Tyler Harvey, he had 25 points, going 10 of 17 from the field, yet they were down at 
They were down 12 at half time, mounted a little comeback in the third there. But to be fair, it, it felt as if like they never looked like winning this game. Um, and I certainly hope that this break is just is a, it's got to be the turning point for them. They need to use this reset, refocus, realign. You know, having a little more, I guess, time with Silver to integrate within this team will be handy. Um, but their first game back is against the Sydney Kings. They're in an absolute role at the minute. If they go one and nine, I think you can. I would say I don't want to say it prematurely, but I reckon you could pretty much put the nail in their coffin for this season, uh, which is incredibly disappointing. You know, I, I think they've got the talent there. Big Sammy Froling, um, you know, George King coming off the bench, a real spark plug. They've they've got talent there, but it's not clicking so far. They look really really poor, um, and so I think that game, their next game against the Sydney Kings, is the telling point. If they can somehow, by the grace of God, manage to pull off an unlikely win. Maybe it could be used as a stepping stone to just start to, you know, get themselves back into the fold. With the plane this year, it opens up more opportunities for teams to contend at the back end of the season. That being said, the way they're slipping off the uh, off the pack there, it's going to be a long, long journey back for the Illawarra Hawks. But as I said, it feels like rock bottom just about. The only way, surely, from here is up. So fingers crossed if you're an Illawarra Hawks fan out there. My fourth headline, the Kings keep their crown. Now, it was the top of the table clash versus the Breakers. The Kings got up in this one 81 to 77. To be honest, it looked like it was going to be an absolute blowout. Things were well and truly in hand. They led by 18, heading into the final quarter. Um, but a big, big rally there from the Breakers made for a, um, a tense finish there. As I said, getting up by four points. Um but uh, it was just kind of a game done by committee. No one especially lit it, lit it up. Just a really solid team performance. Um, gr- they were able to grind out that win, take their season to seven and two. And again, it feels like they're really just, they're not really getting out of first or second gear yet, which is scary for the rest of the competition. Um, I think DJ Vasilovic still has more to give. Derek Walton, after a really, really just gangbuster start, has cooled down a little bit. Um, with the news, as I said, the big concern in this one was Xavier Cooks going down. I think they should have enough to tie them over. And hopefully with him going down, as much as you hate to say it, hopefully it just enables those players, DJ, as I said, um, Derek Walton, Timmy Saws, you know, all the other big players in this team just to uh, just to kind of have a little more responsibility on their shoulders. Um, but I have, no, I have no doubt. You know, once once Cooks comes back towards the back end of this season, they are going to be a team to be feared. And I can't see them dropping too many games at this rate. Like, they are just doing it easily at the moment. So, fair play to the Kings. In saying that, though, I tell you what, take nothing away from the Breakers. Um, a phenomenal comeback. And I think it almost, for me, even though they were getting blown out, they were getting hammered in this one. I think that comeback just almost illustrates their legitimacy legitimacy to me as a contender this season. Um, I've kind of been waiting for that drop-off, for that kind of Cinderella run to, I guess, come to a halt. Uh, We saw last year in the NBA, the Chicago Bulls, the Washington Wizards, all these teams started the season like a house on fire, but quickly crumbled. Um, I kind of thought the same for the Breakers this season in the NBL, yet so far so good, steady as she goes. Um, And I I think that showed some real tick of that fight back for them. They didn't get over the line. But I think is a really, really good indicator of, of, I guess, how they're trending this season. So um, fair play to them. 
Uh, I'll move ahead to my fifth and final headline here. The NBL is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Quote the great man there. The great, the great man, Mr. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Tell you what, unbelievable movie if you haven't seen it. And a Tom Hanks masterclass. Um, but the point being here, I guess, that anyone can beat anyone on any given night, it seems. Perth, as I said, isn't the fortress it once was. Teams are going and getting road wins there. New Zealand and Ken surprising the league, taking it by storm, getting wins that they weren't expected to heading into the season. The Bullets starting to find a little bit of form but continue to run hot and cold. Adelaide, they should be winning more games. They certainly was they had Craig Randall. Uh, with him gone, it'll be interesting to see how their season now plays out, what the expectations for them are, if they've since been diminished with this news. Um, but they should have won more games than what they have so far. But for me, it really does feel for the NBL like the most, certainly the most exciting season that I can recall watching. Um, you know, every every game really, a lot of them feel like coin flips, which is exciting. If you're a fan, if you're a neutral fan out there, every game is must-watch TV. And as a basketball fan, that's all you can really ask for. So to recap those headlines, I'd like for you guys out there to tell me which headline you think is the best. We had Derby Delight for United. Down but not out regarding the Perth Wildcats. When you reach rock bottom, the only way is up surrounding the Illawarra Hawks. Number four on the on the Sydney Kings, the Kings keep their crown. And number five, the NBL is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Five headlines there focused on this week's action. Um, as I said, guys, it's been an absolutely Phenomenal week. The news today breaking of Craig Randall has just kind of altered the league once again. Um, can't wait to see how that one plays out. It opens up another import roster spot there for the Adelaide 36ers. So, as I said, Jalen Adams, a name he, he said, wouldn't look at going back to the Kings or probably in the NBL, but uh, maybe the 36ers with Cleveland, with Robert Franks there, can kind of sell a bit of a vision. And what a pickup that would be, Jalen Adams. So, the league is forever shifting, forever changing. That's why we love it. Um, it's certainly exciting things to come now that we're fully in swing for the season. I think each team we've got about you know, 19, 20 games left, give or take for some. Um, so still a lot of basketball to come, a lot of exciting storylines to play out. Certainly going to use the next week or so. Um, I think it's, when is it? We've got about a week and a half, I think, till the next game. So I won't have an episode next week. The following week, two weeks' time, I'm certainly looking forward to getting back into the swing of things, guys. It's uh, it's a hell of a time to be a basketball fan. So as always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. We'll, whilst not having a podcast next week, we'll keep you up to date with all the news coming out from the NBA and the NBL. Stay up to date with those socials to get that news. And if you've got a friend who likes basketball out there, share the show. Let them know what we're about. They want to want any extra basketball content in their life. Send them our way. We certainly appreciate it. Guys, till next week, a fortnight's time. Um, have an absolutely ripper week and we'll talk to you soon from the Daily Dribble. See you guys.